these high school boys and girls are having a hop at the local soda fountain. Innocently, they dance. Innocent of a new and deadly menace lurking behind closed doors. Marijuana, the burning weed with its roots in hell. You will see the ease with which this vicious plant can be grown in your neighbor's yard, rolled into harmless-looking cigarettes, hidden in an innocent shoe or watch case. You will see dumpsters lure children to destruction. Smoking the soul-destroying reaper, they find a moment's pleasure, but at a terrible price. Debauchery, violence, murder, suicide, and the ultimate end of the marijuana addicts. Hopeless insanity. Gray. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> Not bad. How are you doing, Devin? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing, audience? Welcome to the Seriously Stolen Podcast with Gray and Devin. It's with Devin, Devin and Gray, actually, but you know what? I said it, so my name going first. Well, I mean, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if there really is a specific... <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, you have, like, you've seen it there. Yeah, no, I put your name first on the logo. Oh, well, okay, right. you if you're being super, super technical, yes, 100%. Um, but yeah, how have you been? I've been wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. Smoking a little green crack here, one of my favorite sativa strains, and in my opinion, one of the most iconic sativa strains as well. Yeah, I just went on ahead and had some uh, animal cookies myself here. Still feeling oh, yeah. it. Feeling oh, yeah. pretty good. It's quite a popular strain, especially in uh, vapes. Like I, I see people smoking animal cookies all the time. Yeah, it's 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 pretty good. I can see why. Oh yeah, not oh. a bad strain at all. Like pretty flavorful in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Today I thought that we would go on ahead and we would talk about like you know some like weed related media. We would just hang out, shoot the shit, basically. Uh, yes, I have one thing in particular I did want to discuss. Yeah, and go ahead. It's an episode of Big Mouth. I think that we're going to be able to discuss that in some great detail because it brings yeah. up, it brings uh, up a few avenues that we don't normally discuss, like children and can, children consuming cannabis and whatnot. So, like, I, I think that's going to make for an interesting topic of conversation today. Yeah, I I would agree. So, I guess let's just go on ahead and hop into it. Uh, yeah. Uh, so in the particular episode that you're you're talking about, you know, you know, kind of tell me about it so I can kind of get a basis as to, you know. All right. So, so in this particular episode of Big Mouth, uh, Jesse and Nick, two of the main children characters that they're in middle school, decide that they are going to get into Jesse's dad's stash of gummies, and they each, you know, have one, and they're in for a ride. Like, uh, and it's, it's interesting because uh, they did both opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to consuming like large doses of cannabis. So, uh, they Jesse um, felt wonderful. She was euphoric. She was enjoying the music, the atmosphere, uh, and you know, a pleasant trip for you know someone who's consuming uh, a strong dose of cannabis, such as an edible. But Nick, on the other hand, got paranoid to high hell. He freaked the fuck out. He saw the walls melting, paintings coming alive. Like, it was just not an experience that any cannabis user wants to have. Right. Yeah, no, I can totally relate with that. Because, you know, that's... You've seen me... When I am on edibles, you know, if it's like a sativa strain, for whatever the reason, it gives me straight anxiety. It throws me into a horrible trip if I'm, like, really high from them. So, you know, I, I can totally empathize. There are times where, 
like I told you, my mind is racing so fast or whatever that I feel like I'm saying things that I'm only thinking. And I get really confused about the difference between me actually saying something and or just thinking it. I super overthink everything. Yes. And that, since you mentioned that, yeah, it's um, traditionally sativas, like sativas or sativa dominant hybrids that can cause high anxiety that will cause paranoia mm-hmm. um, simply because those are uh, sativas an elevation strain and so if you're someone who is already high anxiety um, then it's not going to be something that you like want to consume on average unless it's like you know prescribed to you medically simply because it's going to it's going to tend to make you more anxious more alert a bit more paranoid um, whereas an indica is going to have the opposite effect, which is, I'm sure, again, why you prefer indicas because it calms you down and lets you focus, and it doesn't have you feeling like your mind's racing ten miles an hour. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna lie. I never enjoy it when, like, when that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Uh, but, anyways, continue with the, the episode synopsis because. Uh, oh yes, um, and like so that was uh, that was basically all, all I wanted to mention from the episode. Like, if you want to check it out, like it's on Netflix. It's one of their originals, very popular. I definitely recommend you want to check out the episode. Um, but I wanted to mention it today because, with that being said, um, if you are a cannabis user, you also need to be a responsible cannabis user. Like, if you have children around, like, you shouldn't leave things like gummies or just cannabis, like, out to where they can get to it. Because, like, a lot of these things, like, we've had a lot of stories in, like, the last two years with legalization becoming more popular here in the States, where children are getting to their parents' stashes and, like, quote-unquote overdosing on edibles because it's, you know, a moderate to high dose and, you know, their little bodies can't handle it. Yeah, no, and that particular message, you know, hits close to home now that you know i've got my son you know it'd be absolutely awful as you know a a someone who is responsible for him you know it'd be absolutely awful for him to ever get a hold of anything like a like a gummy or anything i I can imagine like like because like you know a lot of edibles because they tend to be sugar based because like it just melts so much better with the Mm -hmm. uh fat with the fat and sugar that like it'll often be you know um a gummy or a cookie or a brownie something that children generally want to eat no matter what and but they don't look at the packaging because like a lot of these younger ones like even if they did they wouldn't know like what it means and so like and i that's why like i'm a huge advocate of teaching children about cannabis like from a young age because like you teach them about prescription drugs that you know don't touch what's in the medicine cabinet like it's not for you like if i don't give it to you like don't take it like these are adult things and so you should have have Mm -hmm. the same mentality for um uh, cannabis because like oftentimes it can be medicinal and the medicinal stuff generally has a bit of a higher percentage or a higher dosage and so like just like any other medication you don't want them getting into that now, I guess here's the question, though. What age would you say that you should be trying to have that conversation? Oh, honestly, like if 
if I ever have children, like I, I don't intend to stop smoking. Like I wouldn't smoke around them directly, but you know, I, I would smell like cannabis. I let them know I'm smoking cannabis. Like it's perfectly legal here in Michigan. So like I, the, the moment it's like, okay, you want to ask me what I'm doing? I'll tell you. Like I'm smoking this, and I'll tell you the reasons why. And like I, I think it should be like a lot of parents imagine sex ed is like direct, even though it's not. Right. And so, and so, I want to like help break the stigma, and the only way to do that is through proper education. Sure, I guess. I so, like, I, so if I were to like, you know, do it around an age, I'd rather, you know, I say, you know, anything six and older would be like, you know, at, when when the child's cognitive thinking really starts to develop, that's when like when you can actually bring it up, should it come up a conversation. Obviously, it's not something that you're going to push on them, but like if you happen to have gummies around or edibles of any type, or you know patches or something like that, like a vape, and you don't, you want to make sure they're not getting that. Especially, you know, the vapes nowadays, because there are so many younger children who are smoking vapes for the free flavor. Yeah, you know, I, I'd agree, right? You know, I think that you know one of the easiest ways to take kind of like the mystery out of stuff um is to actually sit there and have a a genuine conversation rather than just leaving it as hey that's adult stuff you know you know don't touch that you know because then there's like an air of mystery around it exactly and that's when children want to experiment because they want to know what their parents are you know trying to describe to them that they shouldn't be getting into right right and it's it's like and it's easy when it's like alcohol or alcohol or tobacco because we have decades of research on like why it's bad for you or we have decades of examples day to day of like people getting into car crashes from drunk driving or people going to the hospital because they've been smoking like a chimney for the last 15 years right right and so like it's, it's easy to have examples like that especially with all the campaigns that are going out but for cannabis it's always been a negative stigma campaign until recent years and even right now we're still you know fighting back and forth to try to eliminate the full negative stigma that's attached to cannabis and its use yeah i do find that to be like one of the most annoying parts though right because you know for the longest time marijuana has has been stigmatized and you know alcohol has kind of been shunned ignored i mean yeah there have been a lot of campaigns against you know drunk driving and you know uh, but it's really centered around mainly just that we don't talk about any of the other you know bad things that occur with you know alcohol like we would talk about or like marijuana has yeah you know uh, yes, dealt with as far as stigmatization is concerned. Oh yes, and, and like, like all uh, of the negatives, yeah. all of the negatives that you know, or what people would deem to be negatives, and some things that you can't even really necessarily just attribute to marijuana, but all of the negatives that they can think of get thrown out for marijuana. But you don't ever see all of the negatives portrayed um, for for alcohol like that. Oh yes, no, I mean, not, not at all. Like if if you pay attention to any of the alcohol campaigns, like like on TV, commercial wise, or just like advertising in the last like decade or so, like you like you will see billboards or commercials where they'll like glorify the absolute ever living fuck out of drinking because like it's cool, it's popular to get you laid. But at the very end, they'll say drink responsibly, and that, and that legally lets them off the fucking hook, right? And but like in in Michigan, like there's like uh, legislation that be, trying to be pushed through to where you can't even advertise on like a billboard for your dispensary, not even like showing marijuana or anything. It's like, hey, here's here's here's, here's, here's the name of my dispensary. Here's the location. It's because so many people are not okay with it that they 
don't want to see it in their neighborhood. Right, but I guess I just don't understand. So, okay, so check this out. I have conversations with my mom sometimes, and we do this thing where, you know, she is against weed. Like, she complains when she smells it. Her issue is that now that it's become legalized, she smells it everywhere, and she's just annoyed with it. Um, you know, and 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 she she has all of these, uh, I guess, stereotypes in her head about, you know, people that smoke weed. And I find that we end up like in these conversations that I feel like we don't get anywhere because she's just so ingrained with the idea that weed equals bad uh, that you know her brain will not allow her to move past that yeah so that's the, and that they, that's the same mindset that a lot of people had when prohibition went into effect back in the day it's like because the campaign was you know alcohol is the devil alcohol made me do these bad things and with all the cases of drunk driving, with all the cases of drunken fighting, with all the cases of, you know, murder and shit like that, that arose from bars and what and people just like getting too fucked up alcohol, it was a lot easier to like drive that campaign home. Well, also, you know, the fact that, you know, uh, during Prohibition era, you know, we were still very uh, Calvinist puritanical in the way that we operated in polite society, I guess. During that episode of Big Mouth, I guess, what, what did you see, I guess, as a net positive out of the introduction? Or, I guess, what do you think, um, Jesus Christ, I'm saying that a lot. I'm getting upset. What did you think was the net positive that came out of introducing Big Mouth and weed? Or putting Big Mouth at the forefront of some of these larger conversations So adolescents? For this episode... Um... It, it struck it struck a chord with me because it's not something that you normally see in mainstream media, where someone under the age uh, consumes cannabis unless it is like something that is uh, shown to be just absolutely negative. Like you know, you have the old you know party movies where it's like you know younger people with like consume cannabis, but you know they're generally teenagers. Right. Like, like these kids were you know eleven, twelve, barely like ne- less than thirteen. And so and it, and it uh, showed them consuming cannabis and it showed that, yeah, hey, she had fun and she didn't like, you know, freak out or anything. And yeah, if she were you know properly prescribed like CBD or low dose of THC, I'm sure it would have been fantastic. You know, it, they would have elevated the episode to a whole other level had they, you know, added a child who needed CBD for like cerebral palsy or like seizures or something of that nature. But like, unfortunately, they didn't take that route, and they pretty much just showed what were some of the negative effects. But they also got a dialogue started, which I think is the net positive because now uh, it, there's at least the one episode that can you can you can reference where they say, "Hey, multiple kids did this, and this is what happened." They were two different ends of the spectrum. It wasn't just oh, it was a fantastic time, or it wasn't just oh, it was like a shitty time. I freaked out, like I should never do that again. No, it, you got to see what it was like to be happy on edibles, and you got to be what what see what it was like to be freaking out and paranoid yeah. on edibles. I got and it. So, yeah, that, that's what that's what the net takeaway. I think that um, just even starting a dialogue as they did was a huge positive. I gotta wonder what the United States what what is our our fascination with with censoring things? You got to think that you know basic human psychology is, is if it's made a taboo, there's a certain subset of the population that will be automatically drawn to it. So 
I, you got to wonder what with marijuana and its its censorship and how it's been treated, you know, and how we're still even in 2021 kind of fighting for, you know, attitudes to be changed about it. You got to wonder, you know, what has been our fascination with censorship? I mean, that is a whole different type of conversation right there. But if I uh, if I had to summarize it real quick, it's due to the war, the accommodation of the war on drugs, as well as um, the United States being so uh, majorly Christian back in the era that as and with the. Uh, churches, you know, being dancing against drugs of any kind, it really helped push the movement. Um, like you would notice that, like basically, none of the Bible Belt states have like approved medical marijuana use. Like they are very much stuck in the past, and because they have such strong ties to Christianity and organized religion here in the states, like uh, and, uh, on top of like, they have such strong ties that a lot of the politicians who also have to have strong ties to the church and whatnot for political reasons. They're just going to be okay with censoring that shit as as long as it's for their values. Like a lot of Democrats are like just out there with it, but like you will seldom see a Republican who is like, yes, marijuana legalization in any capacity. And so like, and and like that the combination of like uh, a lot of the government plus the churches, plus the FCC's like, old school regulations like it's just not going to help with getting that cannabis mainstream anytime soon especially not until federally it's federally legalized like we can legalize it in every fucking state except for one and it's not federally legal and i i guarantee you the fc's gonna be like nah bro yeah the more liberty minded version of myself so this version of myself is really concerned with the idea that you know there is this such thing as, as bodily autonomy, right? And as long as you are consuming a substance or doing whatever it is that you want with your body and it is not um, harming or hurting anyone else and you're doing it responsibly, I see no reason that anyone or any entity should have any say in what it is that you're doing. And that is up to and consuming um, marijuana. And I believe even the founding fathers pretty much uh, generally agreed with this. As you saw, there's a lot of founding fathers throughout. Uh, a lot of our founding fathers actually partook in smoking of effectively marijuana. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they grew quite a bit of hemp just because of like the multitude of use as well as how quickly it can grow. Like, like I said, like hemp can grow in almost any environment and has a like has a full growth cycle of about 90 days. Like, could you imagine, like, getting four sets of crops for that to use throughout the year? Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I guess I, I'm always just kind of amazed with uh, the the lengths that uh, we actually have to go go to to, you know, uh, change people's minds regarding uh, cannabis use. I mean, I, I, I can't say I'm too surprised. As Americans, we're, uh, we're pretty set in our ways, generationally speaking, so... We well, said I got about two generations that need to die out. Damn. <laughs> we just... I mean, we have, we, if we being real here, <laughs> like two, two, two generations from now, we won't have the troublesome politicians that we have now. I'm sure yeah. we're going sure to have some jackasses, but you know, at least yeah. the, at least the ones who are who a lot of the ones who like 
are currently alive and still in office who helped write the negative marijuana legislation or anti-marijuana legislation, I should say. Like, when they all die out, it's going to be a lot easier. Yeah, no, I mean, look... (laughs) I was. I'm not saying damn because I disagree with you. <laughs> like I just gonna put. I, I, I was just saying like, damn. If we gonna be real, we may as well be real. Shit. Yeah, I guess you're right. Shit, Joe ass decided. Fuck it, I'm gonna just throw it out there. We didn't got so off topic from you know Big Mouth and <laughs> Canada. What, what are you talking about? We're right on topic. We use big. We, we yeah because we use. Let's see, we we set it up with Big Mouth. And we use and we use that as a segue into uh, children's exposure with cannabis, uh, uh, which led into like why things are like like the way they are when it comes to like advertising the stigma, hide the shit, which led into us discussing the government and the FCC, which you know unfortunately they're the two things that are really blocking us from having more education on proper marijuana use, like the proper marijuana store and shit like that. Like, yeah, they'll they'll tell you 18 ways to Sunday how to store your firearm, but like, God forbid we, t- we teach people how to properly store the cannabis. Yeah, fair, fair enough, I guess. Even though it's essentially the same concept, like if you have children around, get a lockbox. If you have children around, maybe teach them about what's going on. Like, you, I you think did, that you yeah. should just be doing that anyway. Like, why well, would you well, I, want anything to be a mystery? Yeah, that's a good question, but I'm not a parent, so I can't answer that. Well, I mean, I am, and I don't want anything to to, to really be a mystery. Or at least I don't want to foster an environment where, you know, my kid feels like they can't come and talk to me about it so that I can remove the mystery. Yes, and unfortunately, that's another thing that's going to take another couple of generations to work. Luckily, most of the children being raised now are from our generation, so they're going to be more in touch with their emotional state, and they're going to hopefully feel more that they can discuss things. Like, luckily, social media is like really helped with that, you know, with people connecting to like people around the world and shit. But there, there's just something to be said about getting that person-to-person interaction especially when you're young and you want answers but like you're scared or it's awkward especially if you have parents that haven't fostered an environment to where like you can ask me anything because like for like my mother i'd have never in my life asked her about cannabis because she was always a do as i say not as i do person despite the fact that she smoked cannabis her damn self really you know what that is that is something that we we do deal with you know kind of uh, heavily in in the black community though, because I mean that was my experience too. Hell no. Nah. Yeah, it's like yeah, you can't ask about it, and I'm not going to tell you about it. But you can't do anything, but you can't get yourself involved in this in any way. And I'm like, well, it's, you're telling me I can't do something, but you won't explain to me why I can't do it. Like if I want to go stick a fork in the socket, you will immediately explain to me why I shouldn't do that because electrical currents are fucking real. So why can't you tell me why I can't consume cannabis? Yeah, but it was only like, with a, like a certain side of my family. My parents, um, they always at least, you know, sat me down and would have very long form conversations with me about sometimes at nauseum about the effects of, of things, you know, what what to look out for, what to, you know, do, their experiences with things, all of that. So I, I never found it to be a, a situation where I felt like I couldn't go and talk to them, but it would be a little awkward still. Uh, now see, that was not my experience. 
Like, if I were to like have a real to real conversation with an adult in my family, it had to be anyone outside of my household. So, like, one of my aunts or uncles or like grandparents or great aunts or great uncle, but like, never, never my mother. Yeah. Huh. That is not because like it was too awkward. It's like she, like she, never even like discussed sex with us. Like she, like she t- called me and my older brother in her room one day because she had gotten a bunch of like free condoms because she was working at the clinic at the time and said, pointed her to her dresser and said, "There are some rubbers." I'm like, what? what the are you fuck? <laughs> I, I, and I'm like, what are you even talking about? Like, I don't know what a rubber is. And I'm like, and I go over there. I'm like, oh, you made condom. And I'm like, and at this point, I'm like 14, 15. I'm not sexually active. Yeah. So like uh, yeah like this, like at no point was I given any birds or the bees talk in any capacity. She was like, "Here are some rubbers." Like apparently I've just been doing shit, and like that's part of the culture right there. Is like a lot of these kids have to like learn for their own what the fuck they can and can't do because uh, their parents just don't, don't want to talk about it because it's, the parents think it's more awkward for them than the fucking child. Yeah, which is strange. You know, right? I I can't I can't imagine it being you know more awkward for the parents, but you know I, I do remember that being like a common trope. You even see it in like media or whatever. You know, I feel like they were campaigns where you know uh, the talk and like you see it on like some of these older sitcoms or whatever or some of these older cartoons where like the parent is like visibly like fucking scared, terrified to sit down and talk with their kid about. Marijuana, drugs in general, sex—all of it. Strange, very strange. Yes, and, and I've ne- I've never understood this. Like, if you're, you're supposed to be guiding the child, so why is it awkward for you? Like, they're the ones who are literally ignorant to the point where they're asking you. So, if you're not going to give them straight answers, if you're not going to give them facts, if you're not going to have to have an open and honest conversation, then they're going to have to figure out on their own or go to someone else. And that's when things start to get weird. That's when kids like to experiment with drugs that's when kids want to try mm-hmm. shit because mm-hmm. like and, and all you and all you have to do is have a conversation or two to avoid this but a lot of parents don't want to because they feel that it was too awkward for them or they don't or they believe their child doesn't need to know it like some like some children some parents are straight up just like that's not information that you ever need you should be doing that anyway so don't ask again don't bring it up like at yeah. that point like you yeah. still have the curiosity but like now you've literally been forbidden to talk to them about it so they've cut off that line of, of communication and i'm feeling like a lot of you know that is changing nowadays you know well with our generations and stuff like that i don't feel like a lot of you know parents in our generation you know is it, starting to feel like that and as a result of you know maybe more our more lax attitudes towards you know conversations and things like marijuana usage maybe as a result of that you know our approach to other things um will be softened as well i say like it's got to be interesting because like our generations in between is these two generations where like the last generation is like the last of the non-technology era and this upcoming generation is all technology like and we're like the combination of the two just born in between so like right. I, I don't know I honestly don't know how the generation after it is going to go it's going to be interesting I mean the generation everyone bitches about the the uh, the next generation yes but I, 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 so I'm not bitching about it I'm just like I 
I, I want to take an educated assumption for the generation, but I just don't know if I can because I don't. I, I don't know how to feel about it. Like between our generation parenting them to be like you know more emotionally open, and then you have them literally being a little bit too open on social media. So yeah. like they have all of this, all these different people talking to them at once when they're still trying to process who the fuck am I? And so I, I, I feel like it's going to be a lot of overload for this yeah. generation. So no, just, not I, to mention, not to mention that we are living in like unprecedented times in human, human history. Like the speed at which communication the speed at which we can communicate with each other, the distance at which we can communicate with each other, they, they are, it, it's instantaneous now, right? You have people that have, they've grown up and all they've ever known was the internet, you know, and how to navigate it and, 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 you know, what to get into and what to not get into. Uh, I still yeah. have to help my mom with shit on the internet. Well, yes, 100%. It's like, okay, well, now we've, we've canceled out your hotmail. Now let's get you a Gmail. <laughs> yeah, type, I mean, type of stuff. Like, I, I think my mother's like a uh, fucking uh, email address. It was like sbcglobal.net. Jesus Christ, what the fuck? <laughs> what is global.net? <laughs> <laughs> like, I kid you. Like, I, I, I don't know. I think she's finally upgraded, but like, I know at least in the past five years, she still had Can her. I tell you, I don't address. trust niggas with AOL um, <laughs> email addresses. If you give me an AOL, at AOL email address, I don't trust your ass. I don't know what the fuck. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> Hotmail too. Nigga, don't you... Hold on, I have a Hotmail, sir. Yeah, nigga, I don't trust you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know what, Gray? I think this has been a good discussion. I think this oh, has been a good discussion. Absolutely. I think we should probably go on ahead and, and, and wrap it here. Alright, I think this is a good point to stop it. Oh, but before we go, I would just like to mention to our dear audience, in the last episode, we were talking hella shit about Naruto, and we, oh, assure, you, we, assure, we assure you, we're going to be coming in the next episode and talking mad shit to whoever lost. <laughs> we, have, we haven't done it yet. I think what we're going to do, what do you, what do you think? Uh, best, best 6 out of 10 rounds? 101? I guess, yeah, yeah. Uh, wait, uh, wait, wait, no support? No support. Oh! Can I take back my shit talking now? <laughs> Hell no, I, I'm about to beat y'all ass. Hell yeah, let's do it. I mean, we about to find out. Uh, stay tuned for the next episode, folks. Yep. Like, some, yep. Someone is going to be very it's sad here because, because, because what, we're both talking way too much shit for one of us not to have our bills, sir. <laughs> 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 Way uh, too much. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and with that, we're going to sign off. Alrighty then. This is Gray and Devin with Seriously Stone, and we'll be back. Bye.